This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Atlanta United is brought to you by Piedmont Quick Care. One stop to better. Country Financial. Don't get overwhelmed. Get started at takesimplesteps.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Heineken, Aaron's, the perfect choice for your budget and style with top brands in furniture, electronics, and appliances. Scanna, the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. ET, more for your thing. That's our thing. Associated Credit Union, Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United and your local Ford dealer. Our Atlanta United are on Star 94-1. Atlanta United sent to a 1-0 defeat tonight up in Harrison, New Jersey by New York City. Uh, I think objectively about as bad as Atlanta United has looked this year. There are factors and reasons for all of that. I mean, it's obviously a very short turnaround from a match on Sunday where Atlanta United expended a lot of energy, but it, it feels like New York City did some things to Atlanta United tonight, Jason, that have not necessarily been tried a whole lot against them this year, especially pressing at some opportune moments. And Atlanta United, it felt like this was the first time all year where they really struggled to build from the back. Yeah, I don't know how much of it New York City did that they haven't that Atlanta hasn't seen. I think it was their effectiveness. Atlanta not being able to build out of the back, that's a problem. When Atlanta as a possession-based team, as a team that that wants to use that build out of the back to get set up in the attacking half the way that they want, when they can't do that, there's not an easily readily available plan B. And that's by design. Atlanta United is a team that plays in a certain way. New York City took that way, uh, uh, took that away from them. And it was the one element that was a little different, and I think it's a credit to New York City's midfield, is when Atlanta did beat that first line of pressure in the front three for New York City, 
The second three didn't try to immediately win the ball, didn't get overly aggressive. They forced Atlanta back, and that gave another opportunity for a second press. That was where Atlanta really struggled and also expended a lot of energy. And, and that was a big part of this tonight is a lot of energy was spent trying to get out of their defensive half, and they weren't able to get into good positions in the attacking half, and they weren't able to be dangerous consistently. The man of the match brought to you by Heineken, and he did have seven saves tonight. Brad Guzan, uh, he, he had or six saves, I guess, technically, seven shots on target, and he stopped six of them. But Brad had a busy night. You know, New York City put 18 on goal. A lot of those saves were ordinary, kind of routine saves, but he did have a very good kick save in the first half. Uh, and on the goal by Tajori Shradi, Brad was one be the keeper. There was very little he could have done about it. Yeah, there, there's nothing for him there. Uh, he was involved in trying to build out of the back. Uh, he struggled earlier on. I, I thought his distribution with the ball at his feet got better as the night went on. He ended up passing at 70%. And passing at 70% and in the midst of that, hitting 29 long balls and connecting on 13. Not bad with his shorter passing game. I'd actually like to see... Gazan get a little more involved in that build out of the back in these scenarios where you need the extra man to be able to play through the pressure. I'd love to have seen him involved a little bit more, but he did the job defensively. That one kick save was huge, and he kept the team in the match. So Brad Guzan, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, an official health care partner of Atlanta United. The numbers are not pretty tonight for the five stripes. They were outshot 18-6, seven shots on target for New York City, three for Atlanta United. Uh, one of the very glaring numbers, the corners, where New York City had four, Atlanta United had two, but both of them were in the final minutes of the match. I think their first one was in the 88th, and their second was in stoppage time. The possession was 53-47, Atlanta United. It, a demonstration of how hard it was for Atlanta United to build from the back. Atlanta United is passing at the highest accuracy rate in MLS this year, almost 87%. Tonight they passed at only 81%, which I think is a demonstration of how disruptive New York City was. Each team conceded 19 fouls on the night, and the key passes were 13-4 to four, uh, in favor of New York City. So kind of an ugly night statistically for Atlanta United. They're sent to a 1-0 defeat uh, by New York City. We'll come back with your questions and comments in a moment. Send them to us on Twitter at MyConti929 and at Longshoe. And we'll have more of the full-time report coming up in a moment after Atlanta United loses to New York City 1-0 on the new Star 94. Back with more full-time report on Star 94-1. Atlanta United sent to a 1-0 defeat tonight by New York City, and we have our first surprise of the night. Gabriel Heinze has shown up in the press room, even though he was suspended for this match tonight. Here's the press conference. The sidelines tonight affected both the team's kind of energy levels and its ability to adjust to what NYC was doing within the game. Si crees que tu ausencia esta noche afectó el equipo en, en su nivel de energía y en su Okay, um, well, something happened. Um, we're going to try to get that back uh, if we can. Um, Heinze, just to be very clear, was suspended from the touchline tonight but was um, allowed to be in the building. Um, I guess we're not going to be able to have that back. Okay, we, we apologize. Um, 
let, let's continue our commercial break if we can. It, this has been a very um, uh, difficult night. We're unable to communicate with our producer downstairs, and uh, I do not know where we are in the break. So let's resume the break if we can. We'll be back with uh, more of the full-time report in a moment on Star 94. Back with more full-time report on Star 94.1. Okay, I think we have Heinze back after his team's 1-0 loss tonight in New York City. That resulted in so few chances. Dice que el equipo creyó cuatro ocasiones y todos de los laterales del equipo. En tu opinión, ¿qué, qué, ¿a qué se debe eso? Si de, de parte de Atlanta o lo que estaba haciendo New York City. Las únicas oportunidades de quién, de ellos o de nosotros. Que nosotros, que tuvimos cuatro. Bueno, una tuvo Eri López. Sí, creo que, creo que se, se refiere a las estadísticas que dice cuatro, digo, cuatro ocasiones creadas. ¿Cuál es la pregunta? ¿A qué se debe que, que todas esas chances fueron de los laterales o creado por los laterales de nosotros? Bueno, porque nosotros disponemos de de juegos, de asociaciones, de posiciones que, que muchas veces eh, lo que son en una, en una, en una posición óptima para, para tener una ocasión son las laterales. Well, we, we have uh, also some, some drills, some exercises where our fullbacks are the one uh, appearing into the box. Como ellos, como los otros, como los wines, como el, como el delantero centro, como los internos. As we do with our, also with our wingers strikers or our midfielders. Next question back to Felipe. Eh, Gabriel, con un análisis frío, ¿no? control del partido. New York tiene un mediocampo bastante fuerte, es un gran equipo. La pregunta es si, si, si usted vio eso también, que en el primer tiempo Atlanta, eh, entre Sosa y Franco, como que no pudieron agarrar la pelota, no pudieron controlar el, y, y dictar el, el ritmo del partido. Eh, mire, de mi punto de vista, el análisis es, es muy simple. From my point of view, the, the analysis is simple. Si el equipo... Eh, tiene más, más el balón es porque tu equipo está muy lejos de él. Nosotros fuimos un equipo donde cometimos mucha falta y eso quiere decir algo. Cuando teníamos el balón se, eh, no, 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 no nos movíamos como corresponde. No creo que sea por, un, por el medio campo o por algo. No, no, no lo veo así. I don't think it's uh, because of the midfield, or at least I don't see it this way. Creo que nosotros eh, hoy se vio un equipo que, que estaba cansado. I think we saw today a team that was, was tired. Okay, any final question for Gabby? Yeah, Doug, go ahead. Is the, the tiredness that you say is a result of the team having to play a couple of games within a few days? Because I know the team worked on its fitness levels for a while during this three-week break. 
si el hecho de que el equipo está cansado es porque ha tenido tres partidos esta semana, porque dice que, que los jugadores han dicho que durante el, el parón que han trabajado en su físico. No, mire, yo creo que... No, I don't, I don't... Primero en el... En el... No, la verdad que no entiendo lo que me quiere decir, pero le, le digo que, que no nos alcanzó esos dos días. I'm not sure what he's asking, but uh, for sure we did not have enough time with these two days. Al equipo rival le alcanzó un día más porque ellos tuvieron tres. The opponent uh, had one more day to recover. Y yo no voy a buscar ninguna, ninguna excusa de nada. I don't, I don't want to, to find other excuses. Eh, el equipo tiene que estar preparado. The team needs to be ready. Entreno para que esté preparado. And I train them and I coach them to, to be ready. Pero hoy el equipo... Eh, yo he visto un equipo que no, que no se recupera. Pero si me quiere hacer la pregunta de que no le entendí o si quiere dar una opinión él, no, no, no entiendo. A real thing that did come into play tonight. I, I, mm -hmm. That is not an excuse. That is an explanation. And we talked about this during the pregame show. New York City played Saturday at home, so they had uh, they had essentially three days of rest and no travel. Atlanta United played Sunday, so they had two days of rest with travel. Um, that's a factor. I mean, that that is at now. If you know that's going to be a concern coming in, then maybe it would be fair to wonder if you could have rotated a little bit more or done some things proactively to try to, to minimize the impact of that. I guess that would be a, a fair question, but that's a real thing. And I don't think there was much doubt that Atlanta United, from the very start of this match tonight, looked flat and looked tired pretty early in the second half. The second half was completely dominated by New York City. Yeah, being able to have Tinnerholm and Morales come off the bench at that point in the match fresh really changed it, really changed things. And and that's the question to take out of it. I mean, you have a, a three-week break for an international break and you work on fitness. You work on fitness as long as you want, but you play on a Sunday in a incredibly intense match that had 14 minutes of stoppage time in total doesn't matter how much fitness you've worked on it's still going to take its toll on you there's no way around that now the question would be could other players have contributed today that that's the the better way of looking at this because as the night went on especially in the second half new york city grabbed control of the match and didn't let go and they made it they made it difficult for atlanta to play its game and i think one other thing that heinze said that's important here is that movement off the ball that was a key and i'll is where things start to break down and get frustrated because you can't build up out of the back. Then the movement ceases. And when the movement ceases, when the players aren't moving with the ball, you're not able to build out, you're not able to keep possession, then those gaps happen. And then fouls get committed because you're, you're trying to make up ground. The whole idea of possession is to keep the team tightly together, to keep them grouped together, so when the ball turns over, they can be in a position to win it back. Tonight, Atlanta only had 51% of the possession. It showed in a lot of different areas of the match, not just 
that they didn't have as much of the ball as they're accustomed to. Okay, uh, let's go to the highlights, of which, in my opinion, there was really only one, and it was the goal scored by Ismail Tajori Shradi of New York City to put this match away in the 69th minute. By default, this is the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. Miles Robinson gives it away to Keaton Parks, sending it straight down the middle, and now played into the box. Here's Tajori Shradi, shot, score! A terrible giveaway! by Atlanta United, and Tajori Shradi punishes them to give New York City the 1-0 lead. And uh, that would stand up for a 1-0 win for over 20 years. Scanna Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-22. The patience is gone. That's a moment where Robinson could have held it, carried it further out wide, blasted it long up the line, Played it back to Gazan. There were a lot of options. The one that he took was a risky 25-yard ball upfield into the space for Franco Ibada to, to run into. Keaton Parks ate it up. It's just way too easy from that point on because Lennon has made a run. Bellows made a run. They can't get back fast enough. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. Shoots, scores! You're listening to Atlanta United Soccer, WSTRFM, and HD1 Smyrna, Star 94.1, a radio.com station. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll take your questions and comments on Twitter. Again, send them in at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe, and we'll continue with the full-time report in a moment with Atlanta United losing tonight at New York City 1-0 on the new Star 94. Back to the full-time report. On Star 94-1. All right, back live on the full-time report. Atlanta United falling to New York City tonight. 1-0. A, a flat, very tired Atlanta United team. Uh, pretty decisively outplayed in this one tonight. Although, look, if you're outplayed that badly and you lose on the road 1-0 to a good team, mm-hmm. and that's a very, very thin silver lining, but... Um, that is notable, I just think. Um, anyhow, uh, Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total is currently $4,000. Now to your questions and comments on Twitter, and you can keep sending them in at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. Uh, Michael Buckaloo says, when the highlight of the game is arguably seeing Adams and Dom return to the field, that's not indicative of a good performance. Look, Atlanta United did not play well tonight. It was, however, I don't want to overlook the fact that Mo Adams made his season debut tonight. That's big because you've asked a lot of Santi Sosa, who has played every minute of every league match so far this year. So having that depth now in the holding midfield with Mo Adams is going to be important. It is, and the emergence of Franco Ibarra as well allows Gabriel Heinze to think about you know, giving Santi Sosa a break because at times tonight he looked like he needed it. He, he would find a second gear, he'd find a third gear, but he, he wasn't as decisive as we're used to seeing Santiago Sosa. Uh, Jurgen Dom, I thought, struggled to get into the flow. I thought Mo Adams struggled to get into the flow tonight. I thought both of them, you know, playing for Mo his first match of the season, for Jurgen his first time back in a while, they both really struggled to get up to any kind of a rhythm and, and that's to be expected but this was a night where you needed to catch fire with somebody off the bench and they couldn't find it uh ricky ricardo says the result felt deserved i agree totally I agree you, you do as well uh, he says atlanta united made the mistakes that got him beat but he also feels good throwing the tape away and moving on to sunday 
I'm not quite sure you want to throw the tape of this match away. Well, I, I think what you're going to study on tape is some very specific things. Um, you, you have to understand there is a caveat here when you look at the tape of this. And the fatigue's a factor. It, it, it's part of the game. It, it is an element here. But what the team has to find ways to do is when they're tired, take what the game gives you and be patient. And and that moment with, with Miles Robinson in the giveaway – he wasn't patient, and he didn't just take what the game gave him. It's scoreless at that point on the road. If Atlanta gets a point out of this on the road, you take that. You're not going to be you know, exceedingly thrilled about it in a scoreless draw, but you'll take it. He, there was no need to force that in that moment. That was the play of a desperate team chasing a game. Atlanta didn't need to chase anything there. Play it long and, and give it away on the other end of the field if needed. Don't play a risky ball into the middle of the park. They have to find ways to play tired at times because whether it's at the end of a 90-minute game where they're trying to see out a lead or it's a situation like this on shorter rest, they have to learn how to play when they're not at their sharpest. Michael Head says, that was very, very boring. Blame MLS, though, on the scheduling. As long as everyone puts up with it, they'll keep on with this ridiculous scheduling. I've been looking at some of the other score lines tonight, and, you know, I – Obviously, we didn't get to watch these matches, but you did have a scoreless draw Montreal and D.C. Cincinnati and Chicago, that was 1-0 Cincinnati. It sounds like there was a goal ruled out in that. Uh, Philadelphia 1-0 over Columbus. New England scored three goals really quickly, 3-2. So, like, I'm looking for trends across the league. Austin was shut out tonight. Uh, Colorado is being shut out tonight. Uh, San Jose was shut out last night, although Orlando had five goals, so. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, th- this is a league that's going to just have to play some midweek matches from time to time in order to get 34 in however number of weeks you need. Yeah, I mean, we got to remember this year the, the pandemic has changed everything with the schedule, and it started late. Then they lost a couple more weeks uh, because of the labor dispute. You also had a double international break in June that is not typical. So there's a lot of things that make it what it is this year. But it is what it is, and everybody is dealing with it. It is pretty even across the league. So every league plays midweek games. That, that's right. not an issue. But this year it's going to be worse than normal, as it was in every league in the world because of different scheduling issues. I, I do not, like, and just my personal opinion, I'm not saying this is why Atlanta United lost tonight. However, no, no, no. one thing in the control of the league is – don't make a team that played Sunday turn around and go on the road Wednesday. Right. That's something the league could avoid. Right, right. Uh, that's, that's a big factor. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, New York City played Saturday, I think even Saturday afternoon no. or early evening. Uh, it was an evening match on Saturday. Yeah. But, again, they were at home. Uh, Atlanta United had to travel after playing on Sunday. That's something the league mm-hmm. can control and uh, – it's not why Atlanta United lost tonight, but it certainly didn't help them. DKB says, I honestly don't know if I can find a single positive from this match. No connection from the back line to midfield and no answers for their press except, quoting, boot it long. One of the worst matches I've ever watched Atlanta United play. I don't agree with that assessment. I think there were some matches last year, especially played down in Orlando uh, during the MLS's back tournament, where Atlanta United looked way, way worse than this tonight, I, it, just in my opinion. Uh, it, was, it was their worst performance of this year. I, I do agree with that. Uh, but Atlanta United's played worse than this. Um, however, uh, 
what do you believe or what are your thoughts on his comment about um, Atlanta United trying to defeat the press by going over the top of it? Well, that's what you do. I mean, if, if you can't play through the press, you don't do what Miles Robinson did and give the ball away in a bad spot. You have to play longer. And as uh, Brad Gazan spoke to the media, we had a chance to hear a little bit of it during the commercial break. He talked about the first half, how it was very disconnected. It felt like the team was, was spaced out too far. So there wasn't a lot of options once you played into that middle part. I thought New York was very effective with their middle block after the first line was beaten. That was a, a huge element for them. So, I mean, it's one of two things. Either keep trying to play through that and get riskier and riskier or play long occasionally. And sometimes you have to play long. That's just the way the game goes out. Um, in terms of no positives, I'll push back a little bit on in terms of individual performances. I thought Franco Ibarra was very, very good again. Um, I thought George Bello was very good trying to push things as the match went on, trying to get forward more. Anton Walks was, was steady as he always is, really no issues with him. And Jake Mulraney came in and, and gave a good shift. Uh, I thought Jake Mulraney at times early struggled with his first touch, and that's something that if he can clean it up, it would make him so much more of an effective player. But he was dangerous in different points on both ends. He was able to to beat people on the dribble, put in crosses, but also he did the work defensively when New York City was able to get forward. I thought those three, four, including walks, really stood out to me in terms of individual performances. Shiva wonders if some rotation in the lineup would have helped. I don't know how much more you could have rotated, though. It would have, I mean, it would have helped with fresh legs. It would have hurt with match sharpness because that's just the reality. That's why nobody really likes to rotate. No teams love to just play everybody because then the rhythm goes. So it's something where you try to find a balance of it. I think what makes it hard is this is year one for Gabriel Heinze, and it's year one in Atlanta and year one in MLS for a lot of these players. So you would love to get some coherence, some consistency established with this group. But fatigue does factor in. So it's kind of where do you make the trade-off? Is it in terms of quality or is it in terms of energy? Tonight, they went for the quality, but the lack of energy, I think, affected the quality ultimately. Daniel Price says the lack of having Heinze on the pitch showed, he believes. I don't know where it did. I'm not sure how it did outside of maybe – giving that spark from from his actions on the touchline. Uh, Toedli's just a, a different personality. You know, he wasn't as demonstrative on the touchline. I'm not sure if that's something Atlanta United players really feed off of or not. But on a night where you needed something to feed off of, maybe it would have made a little bit of a difference. I think tactically, nothing changed. I, I don't think it would have changed if he was there. But emotionally, maybe a little. Uh, Matt Wagner says New York City totally dominated and exhausted Atlanta side. It says Miles' lack of mental sharpness factored into the goal. So what does the Heinze philosophy do to course correct? Because he believes Atlanta United has been exposed. Exposed how exactly? Um, I, I It was a good team defensively that, that made it difficult for Atlanta to build out of the back. I mean, that's nothing new. That That's nothing exposing if if a team wants to play out of the back and you take that away from them, it, it's not a newsflash. Like, that's what you want to do. It's been very hard for anybody to do. This is the first time that I think Atlanta 
really couldn't build the play out of the back on a regular basis. Uh, Miles Robinson, it's not a mental sharpness thing for me. I think it's a lack of patience in that moment. I think because of New York City and how good they were in their press and made it difficult to build out of the back. Um, there's not a course correct, and, and I don't, I'm not sure really what the call would be for here from people because possession is a good thing. You want the ball, and if you build out of the back effectively, then you can create more dangerous opportunities. I think we saw it just a few days ago on Sunday where even without Joseph Martinez, the team created a lot of chances, 20 shots. They looked much better in the attack than they did tonight. They were also able to play through a team that is very good defensively in Philadelphia and create those opportunities. So you don't throw all of that away because of a bad night at the office. You have to take this tape and you have to learn, okay, what did they make difficult for us? How can we make that part better? One more from Turner Kirby. He says he hopes that Atlanta United just doesn't end up like the Braves where we spend a while waiting for them to click. He says hopefully that comes when Copa America ends and Joseph comes back. I, I don't think it will because then that's where the, the Gold Cup kicks in and, and there will be Miles Robinson most likely, possibly George Bellow, uh, possibly Brad Kazan who are away with the U.S. men's national team. And it's going to be then difficult to build up a rhythm. It's just it, it's the challenge of 2021. I, I talked about it coming into the season. I really felt like this year in a lot of ways felt like 2017 with a lot of new faces and building up into a new way of, of, of a philosophy of playing, consistently building out of the back, not deviating from that. It's going to have its ups and downs early. And then as players kind of come and go, and right now with international breaks, it's even harder to get that consistency. I feel like by the end of the season, they can be a contender. They can be a difficult team to beat, especially in one-off games. Now, are they going to be the best team in the league in Supporter Shield race? No, not this season, because they're building. They need to be at their best at the end of the season, going into the postseason. Of course, they have to get into the postseason, and that's not going to be easy this year. It's a much more difficult league. They have to continue to build towards that. It's not about winning tomorrow. It's about being at your best at the end of the season and then carrying that into next season. Okay. Uh, thank you for your questions and your comments. We will come back with a full-time report and look ahead to Sunday's match against New York Red Bulls right after this as Atlanta United falls to New York City tonight 1-0 on the new Star 94. Back with more full-time report on Star 94-1. All right, Atlanta United suffering a, a 1-0 loss uh, to uh, New York City tonight. And uh, now it's on to another match Sunday against New York Red Bulls. Red Bulls went down 3-0 tonight on the road at New England, rallied, scored two goals, uh, lost 3-2. So impressive the fight in Red Bulls tonight playing without Keenan Clark, who was out after undergoing an appendectomy. Atlanta United, you, you know they're – all-time history against Red Bulls. It is not a very uh, – it's not littered with a lot of glory. However, they did uh, get maybe their most significant win in club history against Red Bulls in the 2018 uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But what do you see in this match coming up on Sunday? And you've probably watched Red Bulls more than most of us. Is this the same typical high-pressing, disruptive Red Bull system that we've seen in the past. Disruptive and, and high-pressing, yes. That's that's the way the Red Bulls want to play, and I think that's the way they'll always play. 
they they do it from some different looks than we're accustomed to. They're actually looking at times like Philadelphia with the four four two diamond in the midfield, and, and Drew Yearwood pushed up a little bit higher. Frankie Amaya was a great get for them in the style of play. Sean Davis is having an excellent season in that midfield as well. But two up top who are, are very active in Fabio, the Brazilian, who is involved in creating chances for others as well, had a great goal over the weekend. And Patrick Klamala, who they picked up from Celtic, those two are starting to form a nice partnership. Klamala got on the board today with a goal. Red Bulls will be a very difficult opponent on Sunday. Both teams coming in with the same amount of rest. Both teams headed to Atlanta. Atlanta just gets back here a little bit earlier. And it won't be an easy one. Atlanta has to be sharper with the ball this time around. Okay, uh, we'll be on the air on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sunday, 3 o'clock will be the pregame show, and 3.30 will be the kickoff. Atlanta United and New York Red Bulls, two teams that will be looking for wins after suffering losses tonight. For producer Dylan Matthews, our engineer Miller Pope, and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Once again, Atlanta United falling to New York City tonight 1-0, and we'll see you on Sunday on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Of our Atlanta United. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. Our Atlanta United are brought to you by Equifax, The Home Depot, Mercedes Benz, ATT, Piedmont Healthcare, and Country Financial. You've been listening to a special presentation of Atlanta United on Star 941. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.